people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, we've made it. It's episode three of our first three-part series. Are you excited? I am so excited. I can't wait to get to the next three-part episode. <laughs> I know. What will it be? Let us know. What would you guys like us to cover in three parts over three episodes? So yeah. this is our last uh, episode of Lessons in Leadership from the COVID era. And what we're going to talk about today is another thing that's come out of the the era, which is CEOs understanding the value of peer networks as, as a support system for them going through all these changes. Uh, you know, Lou, well, we'll talk about it soon, but there is a lot of challenges to being a CEO. A lot of people think, oh, CEO, big money, big pay. It also is a lot of responsibility. And having that peer network is something that we'll talk about why that's important. But we're going to cover three areas, as we always do, three areas in the third part. It's all very meta, Lou. All right. <laughs> Part got those one. three fingers up for a long time. I know, three. <laughs> it's a little intimidating. So first is invest in building relationships with other CEOs. Second, show up with humility and learning mindset. And third, find opportunities for synergies with these other CEOs. So Lou, why don't you tee us up and talk about investing in building relationships with other CEOs? It's it's always good, regardless if you're the CEO or if you're just a, a, a team player in the company, is to really create and build relationships with people outside of your organization. Again, we talk about the growth mindset, we talk about the fixed mindset. And what I find is that when you can start to expand that network and to talk to people who not only do what you do, but also people who don't do what you do, or in this particular example, aren't in your industry. So therefore there's no, well, I don't wanna to talk to them because I don't wanna give away any company secrets or things like that. It's an opportunity to uh, commiserate share stories, share experiences, share lessons learned on your particular position at your company. And so we've, you know, we've been told early on in our career, it's networking is so important. And as you said, with the CEO, sometimes it's important that they have someone they can talk to, because in many organizations, a CEO can't see or isn't feeling as free to talk to those within the company about problems or just concerns or just want to vent. I mean, they need to go outside and you need to vent. In addition to that, you need to learn. And you need to learn from people who are doing what you're doing. They're in your shoes, that they have the same things that are keeping them up at night, that are keeping you up at night, and to just sit down and to share. Uh, and so that's all part of that, you know, building that relationship with other CEOs. Yeah, I actually run a couple of CEO peer groups. And another aspect of, of the value of this is people don't realize is, you know, they aspire to these ever growing leadership roles that you find yourself surrounded by people, but incredibly isolated at the same right. time. Because yeah. you are, it's a lonely position CEO, and you don't realize it until you've sat in the chair. And whenever I bring that up with CEOs, they're like, yes, that's exactly it. 
So the value of having the group of peer CEOs around you is you have a group of people that can help break through that loneliness, break through that isolation for the reasons you've outlined, right? Similar circumstances, similar situations, similar issues. The other thing that I think is helpful for the CEO peer group is when you're sitting in that chair, everybody who comes to you, even with the best of intentions, has an agenda. They're bringing an agenda for something they want, some decision they'd like made. You know, heck, you know, your spouse or your partner's probably coming to you with an agenda as well. So the beauty of the CEO peer group is a group of people who know exactly what your life is like, who come with no agenda other than to support you and help you succeed because they know that's the same reason that you're there. So right. it's an incredibly powerful tool for them to kind of get into a different situation than they're used to all day, where everybody kind of is kind of honor bound to say, well, you know, you're the boss, even though we've talked before about I don't work with you or for you, I work with you. Right. But at the same time, there is that separation because of the responsibility. So yeah. it can bring yeah. a lot to the table. Yeah. And, and when we use the term CEO, it, it, it's the person who owns a five person business, right? Who, you know, the, the, everything is on them. And they, they need to be able to vent. That's the biggest thing I see is the venting part of it. In addition to the sharing, it's important. There's no question about it, but every, we all, we all need that opportunity to turn to somebody and be able to dump our bucket and not have, you know, feel that we have to, you know, go back and go, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that or something. No, just vent, just get it out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, now that we know that part of it, you know, the next piece, so after you dump the bucket, uh, the next piece is showing up with kind of a humility and a learning mindset. Right. Why is that so important for these groups? And, and we've talked about this again in prior episodes where you've got CEOs need to, a good CEO, a good leader needs to constantly learn, but Unfortunately, when they're sitting in that chair in the company, as you talked about, that exposes them to be able to say or to demonstrate that they are still learning where things are changing constantly. And if we're not always looking at how can we improve ourselves, it's like that conversation we had when we interviewed Walter Nussbaum and he, and he talked about mediocrity and then he talked about arete. And a lot of times as a leader, we get into that, okay, things are going fine. Things are okay. I don't need to, I don't need to improve myself. I'm able to handle everything the way that, that it is. But in order to really be successful, as Walter put it out, we need to be able to get to that level of arete that he described, which is the top of the mountain. And so we need to have those constant, constant micro learnings where we're learning something new all the time. And so if you're networking with a group of people who do what you do, it gives you the opportunity to let your guard down, be a little humble and to continue to learn. Yep. And another part of the learning mindset, and I've seen this with groups is, you know, when you're coming from that leadership chair, that CEO chair, you're, you just say, oh, that's your problem. Fix this. That's your problem. Do this, do that. And that doesn't work when you've got a group of CEOs, when you're saying, hey, I've got this problem or this opportunity that I want to bring to the table. You're not there for them to tell you what to do. This isn't your personal team of consultants. They're there to help you process the issues. So everyone around the table has to learn, I'm here to ask questions to help you clarify your thinking, help you see some things that you might not be seeing 
and then support you as you think about making the decisions. You know, at that point, then we'll shift into, all right, what do you recommend? Right. And they can take that recommendation, say, all right, this is the thing that I'm going to walk away with. You know, okay, I'm going to take this from you, this from you, this from you, and that's what I'm going to go forward. And then the other piece of the learning mindset and the humility is the accountability. Yeah. So now next month when we get together, we want to know, did you do that thing you said you were going to do? Yeah. And that takes back. some humility. Let me go back to that last part. Not only sharing and asking questions of another CEO about a problem they have, but CEOs can learn within their business is if when someone comes to them with a problem, instead of that mindset that you just mentioned of, oh, go do that, they need to ask questions because that helps them keep their pulse on what's going on in the trenches of the business. And so if I'm constantly just giving answers, one, people are, they're, they just get accustomed to come to me with a question and I'll give you an answer and then, okay, good, I'm done. And I can go and do that. But if you start to ask questions, one, you start to learn things about new things that may be going on that you were unaware of. And in addition to that, you're preparing those people who are coming to you to become better leaders by getting them to become more consciously competent when it comes to understand what's going on in their situations. And so it's a great opportunity for both the CEO and for the employee to be able to eliminate that fixed mindset and to have more of that learning mindset of, okay, you're coming to me with a problem. Let me ask you some questions. I'm not going to give you an answer right off the bat. Well, you don't need to say that out loud, but let me ask you some questions. Why are they reacting that way? Why did the customer do that? Why did the delivery company, why didn't they go over here instead of going over there? Why did they have to cut? And to ask those questions because it could help you to understand that there may be a problem in the process that mm -hmm. this problem then won't go away if you just put a Band-Aid on it and give it one quick fix. And you may not solve it effectively because you're giving old information as opposed to current information based upon the current situation. So I truly believe that in addition to with other CEOs, peers, you can also continue to develop that learning mindset by asking questions of the people that work for you or with you that have problems. Absolutely. So now the last, let's talk about the last opportunity of working within the CEO peer group and why this has so much value is you have opportunities to try and find some synergies. So right. where can you go with that? Yeah, well, well, when it comes to synergies, it's nice because in these CEO groups that you're talking about, and there are different organizations out there that provide opportunities where they provide a coach like you or I to work with them over a period of time that they become a, a group that meets once a month and, and does all the things that we're talking about. But in addition to that, it gives them opportunities to find synergies between each other. So that if I have a need, your company may be able to help me with that need. And therefore we develop a synergy. It's very much, it's almost like you and I doing this podcast. You've got your business. I've got my business. We get together and we do this podcast to help each other as far as a synergy goes to improve our businesses and to get our name out, to improve, you know, to, to really get our brand out there. And so you and I are going back and forth and we've found that synergy to work for us. CEOs can do that all the time by finding people who may do what what needs to be done, but instead of you recreating it, 
creating a synergy with a company that already is is a pro at it and they can do it efficiently and effectively and both of your businesses boom that's the synergy that you want yeah and that's one of the things that's important when you're building these groups is to have non-competitive companies right so we're we're not trying we're not worried about that because you know some things we've other talked about about empathy and transparency and vulnerability, you need to be able to do that in the group and you can't do that with a competitor. But right. where are the strategic opportunities for your companies to work together or maybe to train you on something that your team doesn't know or vice versa. So there's a lot of interesting opportunities to say, hey, maybe there's some some things we could do here, which is another piece of a good group is having individuals meet with a different individual outside the group every month so they right. can kind of broaden and deepen those relationships. Right. So And going back to the title of this three-part series, it's leadership lessons learned during the COVID era. And during this era that we're in right now, we all need to help each other because we all could use extra business. Let's face it. Not everybody's business is, you know, meeting the numbers that they hit in 2019. Uh, In fact, if they're meeting them, they're struggling to meet them. But in many instances, they're well, except for maybe Amazon, they're not exceeding them. And so to be able to have that synergy with a CEO of another company that does something that could help your company out, you're both increasing your business. And that's a win-win situation. Absolutely. So what are your key takeaways today, Lou? What's your big well, takeaway? <laughs> my, my, my key takeaway with this is that CEOs need to break through that developed mindset and they need to have more of a learning mindset. And the way the, that they can do that best is one internally by constantly asking the people that work with them for their information, what's going on right now. But most important too, is to go outside and to begin to network with people who do what you do and finding, getting some advice on how they've handled similar situations in the past. And so that, that's, that's really the key takeaway for me. Perfect. Well, my key takeaway is, you know, as a former president of a company sitting in that chair, having other people to talk to, you know, I never had the opportunity to be in a peer group, but I think even having a coach really helped me feel less alone and having sure. somebody I could confide in. And it's it gets back to what we talked about, about these things like empathy and kind of opening up more as a CEO and quit trying to be this invulnerable, you know, Iron Man who just, mm-hmm. you know, is impervious to all the stuff that goes on because you're not. You said, I think in an earlier episode, right? Work and home, they're all inextric- inextricably intertwined. Sure. And when you're feeling all this pressure on the one side of that equation, it helps to have that release valve to know that you're not alone in that position. Yeah. Home and work are not mutually exclusive because we're the same individual. And so all we're doing is it may be just a matter of miles that separate work from home, but they are going to affect each other. And so, and it goes back to, you know, I'll make the comment again, someplace to dump your bucket. If you're in that lonely position, you need a place to dump your bucket where you know that nothing's going to come back and bite you later on, especially internally. And I laughed because it could be just a matter of feet that separate you from work from home today. To me, it's it's 12 steps for me. (laughs) There you go. And I I mean, step steps, stair steps, not step steps. There you go. All right, Lou, bring us home. Okay, so we hope you've enjoyed our wrap-up of our three-part series of lessons in leadership from the COVID area. 
If you enjoyed this episode uh, and this series, please go ahead, like it, share it, subscribe so that you know when the next episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership is going to be posted. In addition to that, we are available on all of your major podcast platforms. So until next time, keep your hands washed, keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. 